Welcome to Numbills Fan Podcast, episode 267. I'm David Palermo. It's 266 now. That's our last one, or is this what? We're on to 266 right now. Okay, so we're on 266 on speakerphone in Long Beach, and Ben and I are going to talk about our football weekend, and uh, pretty much a call to action to listen to our podcast coming up super detailed on how the Bills kick the shit out of the LA Rams. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at David J. Palermo and Ben at Ben Gramado. So our football weekend is wrapping up. We're going back to stupid fuckville in Rochester, New York. And essentially what's really cool is uh, we got to watch some of the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos game. And uh, apparently the Broncos like the kick. So, Ben, did you have any thoughts on that? What is the internet world saying about the kicking of the Monday Night Football game? Uh, I mean, that I saw a, a reporter tweet something about how, you know, that was basically watching Doug Marone all over again. And just thinking out loud, that was totally Doug Marone. And even Sean McDermott, I would say 100% in that situation, He's, he's, you know, trusting Josh. He's not putting things in his kick, kicker's, you know, hands to make a plus 60-yard field goal in an open-air stadium. They had three timeouts left. 64-yard field goal. They had three timeouts I left. I thought it was a 42, and you guys corrected me because I was looking at the stupid play clock. So I'm like, why wouldn't you have a yardage marker on the graphic? <coughs> you okay, bud? Yeah. They had three timeouts left, 101 left complete lack of trust in a super full winning quarterback and a future Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson. I mean, how many times has Russell Wilson in, in those situations, even Pete Carroll, I think, would have done the right thing, and he traded away Russell Wilson. And, I mean, talk about the Seahawks. Geno Smith, former, you know, Jet Bills rival, put up today and – I think he threw like two incompletions the whole game, but he threw two touchdown passes. Uh, didn't really do too much in the second half, but still did enough to get the W and the Seahawks by the skin of their teeth, 17 to 16. No, I'm so slow. I'm just realizing like I'm thinking about the coach after that kick miss, and I'm like, you know what, Nathaniel Hackett, I don't want to shit on you, dude, but like. You know, you made it to where you got to go, and I'm proud of you. So it sounds like my tone is shitting on him, Ben. But now that I remember, it's Nathaniel Hackett, and his father, Paul Hackett, was known to be a very, you know, classic coach. And Nathaniel does some good stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's just I still have the chip on my shoulder where the Bills and Doug Moron thought that it would be a good idea. So it's actually ironic that you mentioned Doug Moron. You know, that it would be a good idea to double down as quarterback's coach and rookie offensive coordinator and we saw what happened to E.J. Manuel. And frankly, E.J. Manuel goes on Eric Wood's podcast and goes, hey, this guy doubling down on both duties, it didn't work. And now you're telling me you have Russell Wilson and you had some time with Aaron Rodgers, the fucking MVP, and you got a job now because of it. And really? I don't understand. I, I You know, it's just... This yeah. is the coaching decisions that you make and you look back at the end of the year and you lost a game 
when you have Russell Wilson, who actually has a fucking pocket to throw from, and you decide with this dual threat quarterback, he's running for his life anyways, that a 64-yard field goal works. In what fucking statistical book does that actually work, man? It doesn't. It doesn't. No, I mean, how many kickers have have ever made that kick? We saw Justin Tucker made a kick last year of that range, but that's a completely different situation. They had like 19 seconds to even get down the field to get in range to even try a kick. So, you know, they had no clock to work with. There was like two seconds left when they made the kick. So it's it was a completely different situation. They had three timeouts and time left. It makes me happy to have Josh Allen and, you know, McDermott does some conservative stuff, don't get me wrong, but I, I think he would understand to not do that. And uh, so, yeah, as a Bills fan, we pretty much got to see this this weekend watching all these teams. It's funny, yesterday just watching football, and I still feel really fucking good after that Rams game. And if you don't know, uh, Ben and Matt had a schedule to fly out here. I flew in. And middle of the game, I walked in. It's all on the, at the Instagram, on Instagram story at the time. I'll put something together. So, um, did you have any thoughts for, like, what did you think about the LA Rams? Did you, were you impressed? Were you, like, the vibe? I thought it was more of a Bills game, if anything. We don't have to get into the stats on this one, but just, like, overall vibe on this podcast. Like, how did you feel? I mean, being out there, it was great. So many Bills fans. So, we definitely did our part. As far as representing Bill's Mafia in Western New York out here in California. So really happy to just be out here with all the Bill's fans. We saw Sal Capacho out on uh, in Hermosa Beach the night before. We ran into LaShawn German, one of the more popular Bill's fans recently. Because shout out LaShawn. Uh, awesome guy, by the way. Really generous. If you see what he's been doing on Twitter, by the way. What's but. He just gives out a bunch of tickets pretty much every week just to random people. So Where that's you, really what's cool. His, do you know his Twitter by chance? Uh, I think his Twitter is like Warlock6 or something like something like that. So but, look for LaShawn, the ticket way, yeah. give, her, give her away. Or, yeah, no, he, he's, he's super cool. He's a legend because he, he's, he's good cool. to tell me about it. Uh, but we, we ran into him out in Hermosa Beach the night before. We actually saw him uh, walking into the stadium while we were walking out the tailgate. Uh and just a, a great overall experience. SoFi was absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Probably the nicest stadium I've been into. I haven't been to that many stadiums. Same. Just Lucas Oil, uh, Hard Rock, and then I've been to First Energy. Uh, I forget what, what Pittsburgh renamed their new stadium. It used to be Heinz. I know they just re renamed it, but as far as stadiums I've been to, beautiful stadium. I know Minnesota's is also nice too, Jerry World, whatever, but they got a nice stadium. Uh, and the game itself, I'm, I was watching a little bit of the, of the film earlier, and Josh was just unbelievable. He was almost perfect. The only times that he made mistakes was one on that pass to Isaiah McKenzie that went right through McKenzie's hands. Perfect ball. And then the other one, the second pick, which I believe – Jamison Crowder, I'm not going to blame Crowder. I think it was a 50-50 ball, but I think Crowder, he could have broke towards the ball, uh, made a play on it. It got picked, whatever. <clears throat> the Rams still have a really good defense, and I think the Bills' offensive line held up for the most part. 
uh, the running attack was was pretty good. I think that's one thing that I, hey, Aaron, not a lot of Aaron, people. Aaron Cromer, we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, but not a lot it. of people have really mentioned the running attack. But Allen had over you know 50 yards himself. Yep. Single single Terry chipped in. They didn't have a lot of rushing yards, but I think it was over 100 and over 400 yards of total offense against the defending champ. Seven sacks. We are in Matthew uh, Stafford's backfield 19 times overall with pressures. So he was uncomfortable pretty much that entire game. He looked off, by the way. I bet he, he him and like McVay he, are probably downplaying that injury. He, bro, he, he did looked not like, look sharp. Yes, I was he gonna did say not that. look sharp. Um, so that's your game preview that we're going to dive into with Matt because it's really unfair. He's going to be mad that we're on a bench and uh, probably not that we're on a bench and uh, podcasting without him here on speakerphone. But we wanted to give you a little recap and give you a preview for the game because, you know, we talked about this game afterwards and I'm very red-pilled on sports. I could give a fuck. I'm rooting for the players and the coaches and the fans, you know, let's have a good time. And the vibes of seeing Bills fan in that stadium, it was unreal. Something would happen, and I'm just like, oh, shit. And then I look at the Jumbotron as I'm walking in, and the Bills made a play in the stadiums loud. It was the wildest fucking thing, and I've gone to those Toronto Bills games, you know, and it sucked because in those Toronto Bills games, you would get fans from other, from other teams doing exactly that, and it was very reminiscent of that. So as far as the game goes... Man, we could talk about three hours on the game because, hold on, motorcycle. Ross riding. He had to hit that clutch in and give us a little more gas. But yeah, as far as the game goes, hey, I had simple checklists. I said, don't sleep on Crowder. He's an experienced vet. Let the media run with whoever's playing in there. Let them run these stories. That's what the Bills team and the organization wants. Run, it's chess. You don't want them to know what you're doing, right? Cool. How do you know? Because they won't allow the fucking press to see a lot of their plays in practice anyhow. So, point being, pass rush. There. Aaron Cromer with the run blocking and the offensive line overall. Hey, great. Ken Dorsey. Solid. Didn't skip a beat. Everybody else didn't skip a beat. What's that mean to you and I? Hey. And Ben, hold on, hold on. Tune into the next episode. So, Ben, anything else where you let them go? Yeah, I mean, you hit pretty much everything right on the head, but everything we talked about going into the season, as far as what we needed to see from the offense, was there from Ken Dorsey, offensive line, uh, receivers, Gabe Davis. Was he ready to take the next step? Yes, he was, beating out Ramsey on that one play, making another crucial catch on, I think it was third It was third down that on that deep shot to, to Davis, which set up a touchdown. So, I mean, that was a crucial play. He had 88 yards, uh, which is Well, that's, which ben, is good. That, that's ben Gramado. He clearly doesn't get that this is a call to action to end. Um, so where can we find you on Twitter? Because he keeps giving you previews that you, you're just not ready for. Well, I'm, or Instagram. What do you want to be found? Instagram, Ben underscore Gramado. And then Twitter is Ben Gramado. G-R-I-M-A-U-D-O. I'm David J. Palermo. This has been, uh, you know, little football weekend in Long Beach. LA wrap up. You'll see this over a graphic. Don't go fuck yourself. Love you all. Thanks for following. Tell your friends. Peace.